Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Weekend of your show. I am back in the hosting duties after what feels like an eternity. I am your host, Alex, and joining me as always, I have Dave and Simon. How are we, chaps? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Aye, great. We haven't played for three weeks, so I mean, uh, my, my mood has been <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I keep forgetting, yeah, because how many games have been called off. Just that shows how much attention I've paid over the past few weeks. Um, I will apologise at the start to, to both you, Simon, and yourselves at home. Uh, um, I am now suffering from from the, the dreaded COVID virus. So um, any coughs or mutes, um, I'll apologise and edit as best as I can. But any I miss, I apologise now. Um, do you trust me your caps before we go on to the football? Um, yeah, it's as good as can be, I suppose, with the way things are at the moment. But um, yeah, I've got to see some family and friends, so I've, I've got no real complaints other than my football team. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that one, don't worry. Dave, <laughs> hey, probably yourself. How was the Christmas for yeah. me? Yeah, really good. We, really good. We, uh, we kind of took ourselves out of society on about the 16th of December to make sure we weren't affected for the big day. <laughs> so uh, we saw everyone we needed to see, and it was great. Yeah, so. And I say we haven't played on the 27th of December, so I've had nothing to complain about for a while now. Well, OK, so Dave's going to be the chirpy one, and I'm pretty sure me and Simon will have a lot to say about our respective clubs, um, or lack of respect that I have for mine at the moment. But <laughs> let's go to the, the kick-off on the weekend, which was Arsenal 1, Man City 2. Um, now, I haven't seen this game. I have seen the supposed big, massive talking point. And I don't see any drama, really, in this so-called Arsenal penalty. Um, Dave, with your team not being involved, so if you, I'll, let you, I'll come to you first. Um, I mean, thoughts on the game overall, and, and obviously the, 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 the penalties, which were, or the non-penalty, which are the talking points? I mean, firstly, it was, it was a really good game. Uh, it was Arsenal competitive against, you know, probably the best team, well, definitely the best team in the league at the minute, and for an hour... Um, they looked like they were capable of really causing upset. Um, unfortunately, they still have the Arsenal gene and uh, gave away a penalty for. I mean, you could say it's soft, but it, he has two goals at him with a shirt and the and the and the foul. So, cannot really complain too much at that. Uh, and then within 60 seconds for Gabriel Gabriel, as they call him, to get that second yellow card, it was just classic, classic Arsenal Shoot, shooting themselves in the foot. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, and from there on in it was you know Martinelli misses an open goal which you think well you've actually been quite good recently so to miss an open goal is impressive 
Um, and then obviously the, the, sucker, the sucker punch and injury time settled it. Um, for all the decisions were contentious, I actually pretty much agreed with all of them. Um, as I said earlier, it's, it's definitely a penalty for me um, because Xhaka is an idiot. Um, I think I, I think if he if he doesn't grab his shirt when he's pretty much already on the way down, it probably doesn't get overturned by VAR because it's it's one of those where you know it can be checked either way. And the ref obviously didn't give it in real time, so I, I don't think it would have been overturned. But um, when you say he's got a big chunk of his shirt, um, it kind of takes out any well they've just got the leg tangled up kind of arguments. So that was stupid. Um, Arsenal bleating about it wasn't looked at on the monitor. Um, but, well, why would it be? Because the 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 VARs looked at it and decided that there's not enough evidence there to change the decision. So why would he send the referee out to go and not change his decision? It doesn't make any sense. Um, I've seen that replay many, many times, and I'm still, you know, couldn't say for definite that Edison didn't play the ball. It, it's kind of like right on the cusp. So I kind of agree with what they concluded with on that. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a shame for Arsenal because they did play well, better than they have played against the, the big sides for a long time. Um, but uh, f- fundamentally, still Arsenal, and it's pretty much the weekend that, that City won, won the league for me. Um, <laughs> the uh, that seems to happen every year. I don't want to get surprised, but there's one team who goes, comes out the festive period smelling the roses when everyone else thinks of shit, and it's, it's you know <laughs> City who come up crumbs this year. It seems to be City every year. That seems to be the problem. Though. <laughs> oh, it's funny the squad with the biggest resources manages to manage the biggest amount of games the best. Strange, uh, isn't it? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Um, <laughs> Simon, I mean, much more to add on the game, or has Dave pretty much nailed it? Yeah, it's pretty much nailed it. I mean, to be, like, that, the first half, I've got to say, I was quite surprised with how well Arsenal had, had played, and they thoroughly deserved um, to go to half-time winning, which the way City have been over the last, what, 9, 10, 11 games, however many it is now, on the trot they've won, you, you kind of always wasn't really expecting that, but you know, Dave summed it perfectly, Arsenal have got that Arsenal gene, I mean, you can you, you, like you say, you can argue it's it's a soft one to give away, but you, he's, had a, he's had a go at him with the leg, and then he's pulled his shirt it's, it's it's just it's pure stupidity, and I've got to say, I'm you know I'm not a massive. I like watching Man City play when they're on full, you know, in full flow, but I'm not a great City fan at all. But seeing the uh, the shit of Rodri's celebration, it really did warm the cockles of my heart <laughs> <laughs> because the Arsenal fans, they're just. I mean, I suppose anyone who's seen uh, you know Arsenal fan TV, it'll be no news. No shock to to, know, to hear that the Arsenal fans they're collective of idiots. A lot of them. <laughs> I mean, they're all singing two one to the referee and blaming the referee. It's it's their own players' stupidity why they lost that game. You know, stupidity from Xhaka yet again. Shocker. You know, shocker. Xhaka's done something stupid. And Gabriel, his first yellow card. I initially thought it was for scuffing the penalty mm. spot, but it turned out it's because. He ran, you know, sprinted twenty yards to the referee to to go mental at him. Uh, so he get, you know, stupid, a yellow card for descent is stupid, and then that second yellow card, just what's he thinking? Like how, you know, how how we can try and complain about that? And then the Arsenal fans are giving him a round of applause. I know. Pitch. <laughs> you, you like, 
I'd, I'd, honestly, you'd, I'd be tearing my... I'd want to go and punch him and say, what? You've, you've just thrown this game away because once they, they were down to 10 men and City got their equaliser, I, I just knew a winner was coming. Even as it got into the 91st, 92nd, 93rd minute, you just knew that City were going to get a winner. And, you know, Arsenal, as... As, as seems to be in the case this season, they've they beat a, a couple of crap teams convincingly, and their fans all think that they're brilliant again. But then they come up against a good team and and they lose. It's just you know it's just Arsenal being a classic Arsenal yet again. <laughs> yes, yeah, perfect, perfect uh, summaries from both years. The the only thing I'll add on it is what was good to see at least from the first half um, from a team from what you've both said. Is when you attack Man City, you'll score a goal and you've got a chance to win the game. Um, I know that sounds very obvious, but Man City are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They just don't concede goals because everybody's too scared to attack them because they are so good going forward. But they're not even good going forward anymore. Like they're not the you know that lethal, deadly team that they were a few seasons back. It's very. I think we said a couple of weeks ago, probably about six months ago now. It feels like before the cup. No, they're just. I mean, this was the worst I've seen them play for a long time. Uh, I, I don't really remember them making that many clear chances at all. Um, but they still won 2-1. <laughs> um, I think if you look back on the balance of play, Arsenal were, as I say, for certainly 55 minutes to an hour, comfortably the better team. Um, and then obviously it all went downhill from there. But it's just sign of a champion, isn't it? When they just, you know, you don't have to play that well and they still win. Um we don't even have to play in this still thing. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better from this this last couple of weeks. Um, and they're not even going to lose any players to the African nations, are they? Except probably Mares, I guess. For the rest of them. Oh, yeah, I think Mares is the be only one. But they, it's not like they they haven't got the uh, the players to cope with with one wide forward. You know, they've got about four or five other well, exactly, ones. Exactly. But, but, but I mean, but I mean, how many goals are they? <laughs> I'll uh, get someone else in to cope with that loss. But how many goals have they scored from uh, set pieces? Like it's just, it's not often you see it from the you know the mm. the tippy tappy kind of teams. But in Diaz and Laporte, they just attack everything. And it seems like they could have had you know those two between them got to be close to getting probably ten ten goals. I think. I'm not really far away. Yeah, I feel like they've scored every every other game or so between them, haven't they? They just get a lot. They get a lot of goals all over the field. They don't really have an out and out, you know, number nine as such at the minute. Even though the number nine they've got, they play on the wing because Pep. Um, <laughs> but in fairness, if we've seen him play as a number nine. He's, he's not very good up there. Well, true. Uh, so, si, what, what's your thoughts on the boy Grealish? He seems to be, uh, I wouldn't say ostracised, but on, on the naughty step to say the least. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the off the field antics, him, him and Foden. You know, that's. <laughs> they're, they're, there's two people you're going to pick from that Man City squad so if I haven't done that it's, it's got to be Grealish and Foden um, in, in terms of the playing I kind of I, I think there is an element of the kind of his natural game isn't necessarily what what suits Man City's playing style the only thing I would say is I remember in Mahrez's first season everyone was writing him off and saying oh he's he doesn't fit, you know. He's 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 not the player he was at Leicester, and it, it took him 
a good year to settle. And the last two seasons, he's been one of the best players in the league, I think. And I think it's, I think it'll be like that with, with Greenish. I think it's just a case of it, it takes certain players. I mean, I think it's a Leroy Sane, mm. maybe six months to a year to, to, to really get going. I, I think that it's just the way it is. You just have to learn to adapt to Pep's way of playing. But, and I think he's, he's a more than good enough player to do that. But it's just, I think it's probably, the price tag, the fact he's English and the sort of profile he's got from, uh, obviously the, off, off the back of the Euros as well, it just sort of heightens everything, uh, in terms of like, the, the noise around him. But I, I don't see there being many, too many problems, yeah, going forward with him at City. It's like he still plays for Villa with that answer there, Simon. <laughs> He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. You know, he, 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 good he's good players do what? do well at good clubs under good managers, and I I'll be very surprised if he didn't turn out to be a success. Oh, I'll, I'll be very surprised. I just, I just don't think he fits into that City team. Um, not not well, Pep's there. Um but time will tell on that one. Um, well, we'll move. Carry on, Dave. I was going to say. Well, I mean, as, as you say, I mean, there's been plenty of examples in the past of players who Pep's kind of more than have been Pep players. I do worry it'll make him a bit, a bit dull because, you know, Greer is anything but dull. But uh, we'll see how he, how he develops. Yeah, it'll be but, an interesting one. There's players that you just don't want to take away that creativity from them. Do you know what I mean? And Greer is a wonderful player. Um, but I just, I don't know. And don't, you don't want to turn him into this plain, boring type player, safe player, because it, it takes all the way all these good attributes. I would agree, yeah. So it'll be, but then you look at Phil Foden, you you wouldn't say that he's a safe, boring player to to watch. So you know, David Silver wasn't as well. So it, it, there is a way of being but so creative and, and exciting in in that team. It's just how how well he adapts to it and what role exactly Pep sees him playing long term. But yeah, I think it, that that'll be one that in maybe eighteen months' time we'll we'll have an answer to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that next season. Um, <laughs> on to Watford v Spurs. Um, I don't really know what, what to add on this game. Um, the only thing I'd say is from the brief highlights I saw is, did then, I mean, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you guys maybe have seen a match of the day. Is it just me that thinks Watford should have had a penalty? When the uh, went Oh, no, Luis gets a, gets a, a paw yeah, on the ball. I've only mm-hmm. seen the one read. The, the angle I saw, it looked like the one. It was one of those, but like, they both kind of got there at the same time. And the, the way the ball skews off, you can see like Luis gets a, a oh, paw. Okay. I think, anyway. They didn't really make a big deal of it, so I'm assuming that's what they concluded. But um, it was pretty close. Well, In I, that what, case, I, I have, have no further <laughs> comments <laughs> on this game. <laughs> My only comments on this one, like, Harry Kane, who you know usually feasts on scoring goals against shit teams, they missed three or four chances here. Like it's, he's like a, he's a different man. He only scores against good teams now. It's, it's weird. No <laughs> way. I've got to take off this game. Is how nice is the sports kit? Oh, they're away kit. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> <laughs> should, oh, should we should we move on? <laughs> Um, oh, cock. Let's move on. Anyone predicted Davinson Sanchez ninety-six minute winner? Did anybody have that in their no weekly bet? I, I did not. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Jay, oh, 
can we see Watford like staying up? Uh, I mean, the, the problem is, as I said before, they've got pretty much like a limitless pool of players who are like in that kind of bracket, like you know, like the not world class but good Premier League players if they want them. Like this is a club who like actively gave away Delafeu because they can probably get another one. Like, it's just like <laughs> so they've already signed three players. I think I read yesterday. Oh really? Or on the verge of signing three players? <laughs> Aye, and it's just like all right, and then obviously the. the They've got away with Dennis not going to the Afghan, which is huge. He's, he's their best player at the minute, I think. Oh, um, so because Nigeria sent the, sent, sent the email a little bit late, and yeah, he's like, "What email?" So he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> which is, you know, that doesn't seem like that should be allowed to happen. <laughs> well, it has. But Nigeria just accept it. It's like it's like a thing. You know, like Af- African football's got the worst administration going, and so it's like, you know what? We'll shut ourselves on the foot again here. Get someone else on the phone. And, <laughs> And yeah. the, la- the latest ones about Saar, where they're like, well, you're not good because he's injured. And they're like, well, we don't think he is. And they're like, well, tough tits, he's injured. Deal with it. So, <laughs> he's not going either. Now, while they're getting away with it, they're probably quite happy, but, uh, I, I mean, far better to me to say, but surely, like, the African Nations um, Committee must be pretty annoyed about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, strange one, strange one. <laughs> but to answer your question about whether Watford can stay up, I mean, you, 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 the bottom of the table, Norwich are, are going down. I mean, we we beat them a couple of weeks ago, and I, I honestly can safely say they are one of the worst teams I've ever seen play in the Premier League. I, they I, are I, down. I don't understand it. Like, Dean Smith made them worse. Who saw that coming? I was like, <laughs> like, I mean, the, like, he's made Billy Gilmore into some sort of like. <laughs> Shadow himself. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it's like seems to be with Dean Smith. He, he, he got out of a of a long term relationship with a girl he really really <laughs> loved, and far too quickly has hooked up with the first first girl that was having. And I think he's now he's now he's now looking at it and thinking, oh, I've, I've made a huge mistake. Why did I just go on a lad's holiday and have a bit of a break? Because what he's walked into. It's horrendous, and they're they're down. And then you look in it; it's two from those other three, isn't it? Realistically, and who, whichever what two they are is anybody's guess. I have no idea. Absolutely, I keep thinking, well, Burnley always get away, find a way out of this, like they always do. But like they're halfway through a season now, and, and they've won once, I think, maybe twice. Yeah, like, one. It's not I know we were the same, but we have two hundred million pounds to spend, so I'm less concerned at the moment. <laughs> I, do, I don't think Burnley are going to splash that kind of money. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, even Burnley's famous, uh, you know, solidity at the back just isn't there. Like, it doesn't help that they're playing Wayne, who's Hitler Hennessy at the minute, because he he might be the worst goalkeeper ever to grace the Premier League, except maybe Ben Hamer, who's you know a close second, but. Um, some of the goals he let in yesterday was just like, where, where are your arms? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And Tarkovsky, who's been like that kind of battering round back there, was just giving the ball away. He's just like, well, you have a go. And Dan James scored a header against Burnley. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I, Come on to Burnley. Right? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on to Crystal Palace, West Ham. Let's not be Saturday. We'll come back on to Burnley. Um, 
Crystal Palace 2, West Ham 3. Um, was this game as exciting as the score shows, or was it just two teams you can't defend? It was an uh, odd game. Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B there. I mean, <laughs> for what? I mean, West Ham has had three, three, three shots and three goals almost. Like, it was... They were very clinical, whereas Pat Salas could have had a hatful and just wait until the last five minutes to actually score. <laughs> well, it's like West Ham obviously 3-0 up at half-time. And I was kind of, with the half-time whistle went, I, I was thinking to myself, I, have I watched, I, am I watching this right? Because I thought <laughs> Crystal Palace were the much better team in that first half yeah. and somehow found themselves 3-0 down. It, it, it was... It's just one of those really, really odd games of football where you can't quite compute the scoreline to what you've watched. It was, it was really strange. Yeah, totally bizarre. Um, I mean, it summed it up where West Ham got a penalty because oh. Jared Bowen knocks a header down in the box towards the end of the box. Milivojevic controls it to take it away and it turns out it's his arm. And it was like, it's like the softest penalty I've ever seen given because like it's not like it wasn't a West Ham player within ten yards. Of him. <laughs> it's just like, anyway. but, but what what I found even more baffling about that is it's, it's not his decision to control the ball with his arm under zero pressure whatsoever. <laughs> it's the fact the referee could not have been better placed to have seen it. Didn't give anything at all and had to be told to go and have a look uh, at like. He, if he's not, if he has not seen that, he should not be allowed to referee at any level of football because I, I, he's five yards away from him, looking directly at it. How can he possibly think? I, I just, I'm, I'm really struggling to, to find a defence in here. I, I absolutely love that. It was like, well, he thought I was outside the box. Like, ah, I was still handball, and it's like at least give a free, <laughs> yeah. at least give a, at least give a free kick and save some sort of grace. Like. Uh, it was really odd. <laughs> it makes VR look good, and it's like, well, you overturned that wrong decision. It's like, well, yes, I suppose you did. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you not think like it's kind of it, it? It seems like what's happened there, and what seems to have creeped in in the last few weeks or so, which is a shame because I thought that we'd sort of sorted out the issues in VAR. But it's, it's almost like the referees have gone back to how it was last season, where they're almost so almost trying to almost shirking responsibility and scared of actually making a de- decision on the pitch because they're thinking, well, I'm, yeah, you know, the yeah, I will sort this out for me. I, I don't have to do anything here, and it's it's not the way. It's not what you want uh, to see, really. No, well, I think I made a point a few weeks ago that there's a lot of strange things not being given in real time, which are then being overturned. Like, but I then saw two qualified refs not give us a penalty for Edison wiping out Ryan Fraser a few weeks ago. <laughs> Which, which remains the, the oddest decision I've seen for a long time. Like, how can it how can it not be a penalty? And how can you look at that on a camera and go, "That's not a penalty"? Like, uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. We did, did we do? I don't think we did a podcast after the no, we, week when there was like three games, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, I mean, that one was um, like I, I actually hadn't seen that game, but I'd, I'd seen all the. The fury on Twitter, and I thought, I, I thought I've got to watch this because I bet this is going to be good. And like, I was kind of, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry on your behalf on that because that's I mean, one of the worst things I've ever seen. It wouldn't have made a difference. I would have lost four one instead of four nil, but, <laughs> yeah. but still, like, it's just the principle of the matter. Like, how can you not get a penalty for that? 
in real time or on VR. Like it, it <laughs> that cannot be right. Like that's just. Uh, you, oh, you're right. The, 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 the standards of officiating, oh. especially over the last few weeks, it's been so bad. It's like so, so bad. I, I still stand by VR. There's nothing wrong with VR. It's how and the people who are implementing it are doing the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's oh, a fair it's, comment. It's got to be. I, I just. I say like this. I can understand refs who, who are refing the game miss something because there's a lot going on. But if you're a qualified ref and you're sat watching that on a video with no time limit and you still don't think it's a foul, <laughs> yes. what, well, what's, wrong, what's wrong with you? Well, I mean, you just have to look at the, the, the first, I think, was, was it the World Cup, the 2018 World Cup is the first sort of pr- proper major yeah. thing. With, yeah. and, and, it, and it worked, as far as I can remember, pretty much fine throughout that tournament. That's like three and a half years ah, ago now. Like the, the first week, it was like, oh, fucking hell, they giving a pen for that. He's holding a shirt in the box. Wow, what was I, right? And then uh, the team stopped, stopped doing it, or they kept giving them, and they were like, ah, well, you were warned. So, it's <laughs> like, I, I don't, it's how it worked so well in that tournament. And then even in the Euros, it, you know, it pretty much worked, ah? you know, pretty perfectly all through that. So how, how are we still not able to get it? It's, it's just, I mean, as you say, it's not, it's not VR, it's, it's, it's the way it's been implemented, but Christ, there must be, surely they, they must be able to get some advice or, I don't know, whatever from, from different leagues or competitions that have proven how to make it work. It's, it is embarrassing. We're meant to be the, you know, the best league in, in, in Europe or the world and we can't get that right. It's, it is embarrassing. I reckon every team, every team should have like a, like a, you know, like a, an appeal type thing where VR isn't given, and they go, hey, we're, we're going to use our fuck off appeal here," and they get <laughs> and they get like a direct line to it, a Kalina or something like that. It's like, right, look, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Just give us a decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Anyway, let's go back to football. We'll the as we as we go on, no doubt. Uh, ah, Crystal Palace, West Ham. Nobody really cares. West Ham still fifth in the league, doing well. Um, fair play. Right, let's start with the Sunday game. Um, Simon, mm. how hard were you game? Um, now, Brentford were awful. Brentford basically told you to win the game. <laughs> yep. That shit that you used to do it. And I managed to let Brentford win 2-1 here. Um, I mean, the one good thing, the lovely lovely flick from Bendia and nice finish for Danny Ings, probably the first time this season it feels like. Um, <laughs> But you guys were absolutely atrocious in this. Well, for forty-one yeah. mi- for forty-one minutes, I thought we played really well and were in total control of that first half. Um, without without necessarily looking like we we were going to go up on another second for, for the control that I, th- I felt we had in the game. Once we went one nil up, we never never really. I don't remember us creating any great opportunities then for the rest of that first half. And you just, you kind of, I was watching the game with my dad and we were sort of saying, you know, we're playing well, but a one goal, you, you know, all it takes is a mistake or a moment of brilliance from the opposition. And to be fair, their equaliser was a lovely finish from the lads, but it's just, just really soft, passive defending and so obviously they get that equalised for half time and get the crowd up but then to start the second half I actually thought again we we started 
I mean, throughout the most of the second half, like throughout most of the first half, I thought we were better than them. We weren't great, but we were better than them. And we were in, you know, fairly decent control of the game, but we just never, that second half just never looked like, and that, I, I never felt that we were going to get a, get a winner. And as the longer the game went on, I, I just had a horrible feeling that what happened was going to happen. Um, it was it's probably the first time where I think Gerard's got it wrong in terms of substitutions. Like, there's some really odd ones. Like Birch and Troyore, it's his first yeah. start of the season. And he, he just, he looks really sluggish and off the pace, which is his first start of the season. That's going to be the case. So take him off. He, he left him on far too long. And then to replace him with Trezeguet, like, <laughs> I mean, the lad works hard, but he is shit. Like, there's just no two ways about it. He's, He's lucky to be at the club in terms of, I think we'd, we'd have sold him in the summer if it wasn't for the fact that, that he was injured, that he'd done his cruciate. And I'm pretty sure we'd have probably tried to flog him in January, but he's off to the African Cup of Nations, so we're going to have to wait till the summer to get rid of him. <laughs> um, but just the, there, Brentford's winning goal, it was, you know, it's just really weak and, and passive, and I think, I think timings was a big miss. I know plenty of people, yourself included, <laughs> Ali, aren't his biggest fan. But he, when when he doesn't play, we we really do miss him because he's he's a leader at the back. He's he's very vocal. Cons are, I love Cons. He's a brilliant defender, but he's not he's not a vocal leader. He, I think him and Mings Mings compliments him very well because Mings is that sort of organised at the back, and we just sort of miss that. And I, I think the one, the one biggest thing that I really take away from that as well, which, and it, it's been probably our case for the last couple of years, is I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we're like a soft touch in the way you'd say Arsenal are soft touch, but I think there's, there's a naivety about us and I think we're, we're too nice sometimes and sometimes you just need to be a, a, a bit more, you know what, well maybe in South America they call streetwise. <laughs> You know, just a few, few nasty niggly fouls higher up the pitch. Don't let teams come at you. You know, take a yellow card here or there. And I, I think sometimes we're, we're a bit too, bit too nice to play against. If, if we're not at our top level, then that, you, you know, you, you need that, that bit of grit. I think Gerard's actually used that word saying that there needs to be a bit more grit in that team. And, and I would agree with him because that's the game yesterday. We should never have lost that. At the bare minute, we shouldn't have even got a draw. We should have won that game, but but to lose that, it's, um, really, I was I was I was really disappointed at full time. So on the basis that you like shit players who shout a lot, could I interest you in Jordan Henderson? <laughs> that golden role. He's very good at shouting and pointing. It's honestly, it's especially. Um, I mean, Dave. Dave um, I, 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 I've just seen the highlights. I was uh, I was elsewhere yesterday afternoon, but um, where, where is Watkins, by the way? Sorry, is he? Uh, is he COVID. Oh dear. Um, well, I suppose now was the time to get it because you only missed the FA Cup, don't you? So yeah, I mean, you take any positive from it. I think the only the only sort of positive was that Danny Ings was like actually playing through the middle as the main striker and and scored a really lovely goal. That he kind of. I think, you know, I've said, I've said before, Watkins and Ings playing together, it just doesn't really work. But that doesn't mean, I've seen some Villa fans 
I mean, I've said before how some of our fans online are completing dumpties, but over the last few weeks we've been suggesting that we should just cut our losses with Danny Ings, that it's not working. It's not like, you need the squad. That game yesterday is exactly why you need someone like Ings, because if Watkins is there, you've got a player who can come on and will score you a goal rather than having to replace Watkins with a, a teenager from the academy. Like, it's, some people, the mindset of some fans does bog them at times, I must well, say. I mean, in these, in these times, more than any, you need a squad. I think we've seen that already, that, you know, teams have been decimated by injury and illness. So, you know what Danny Ings is going to bring. He just needs games. That's always been his problem. Yeah. If he gets up ahead of steam, he's, he's very, very good. It's just he's been out for three months, and obviously the process starts again. So, um, he'll be absolutely fine with the run of games, I'm sure. And that goal is very nice as well, when day is turn. Um, was particularly a highlight. Brentford was shite again. One, I, I, I just oh. it, it seems to happen every every time on the telly. It's like uh, it probably annoys you more than annoys me, but yeah, yeah, it definitely definitely does because they were shit. Like, <laughs> that's you kind of some you know if you, if you lose a game when you have played well, but like the other team are decent and have played well as well. Like you're frustrated but you, you can some you can sort of live with it. But when the other team have been have been bloody awful and have come away with the win, it's yeah, pisses you off. <laughs> I um I was talking about this earlier on and they're they're actually more like worse defensively set up than Burnley. Yet they get nowhere near the amount of abuse that Burnley gets. Like they're they're so negative in long ball in some of these games. Against the big teams, you, you can get it, but like they are just atrocious to watch at times. Um, they've got some nice players in there. I still like Tony, but they're just this season they have been murdered to watch at times. I think I said a few weeks ago at the start of the season they were a lot of fun. Um, obviously, that's the three three with you was a good example. I mean, obviously they played on your weaknesses. Yeah, punting the ball you over the them well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that opening game against Arsenal, I still remember they played you know, quite well, um, albeit against Arsenal. But um, the, 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 the standard of football doesn't seem anywhere near that at the minute. I don't know whether because there's you know a lot of games or whatever else, but they're still, they're still getting the, the points on the board, you know. So, or oh, down 23 points now, that they're probably going to stay up, despite my predictions a few weeks ago. Yeah, thanks for that, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. The that like. Other than the bottom four, everyone else seems to be able to beat everybody else more or less. Um, outside of the top four, maybe. So there's a lot of a lot of teams pick up points except the bottom four, which is what we're seeing in the table now. And then there's a gap built. Like I mean, I say gap build. It's only six points, but when you know yourselves and Burnley mm-hmm. have only won one game each, Norwich have only won two. When you th- you wonder how they've managed to win those two, it's that does seem like a massive gap. Yeah, I mean, our, our next game is Watford at home, um, oh. which, is, which is, you know, no wonder Watford are stopping everyone going the Afghan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let them go after that. That's <laughs> it. They'll be like, ah, oh, Dennis, you're no longer required. Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, you can kind of understand why they're desperate to have players in early, um, as are we, of course, but um, we've, got to, we've got to win that. <laughs> very quickly. Because if we don't win that run, yeah, we're going to have Bocelli sitting on the pitch again, isn't he? Because, I mean, that's pretty much job done. So. <laughs> uh, 
That'll be yeah, next time. When's that? Two weeks' time, then, Dave? Is it? Yeah, week after FA Cup games. Um, so what's that? The the thirteenth or something? Fifteenth? I don't know. A time in the fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, that'll be yeah. That'll be one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, apart from Villa being shit, Simon. Um, any any incomings? Do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think well. It looks like um, Axel Transabi has has gone. He's always going to go to Napoli, so we'll have to get a defender in because we only have three centre backs then. So I'd expect expect something there. And then he needs the press conference for this game. He was asked about transfers, and he he kind of said that they've identified uh, two or three players that if he said if they can if we can get, pull them off this transfer window. Um, would would be very exciting signing. So I don't know. I, I kind of when, when it comes to transfer windows, I, I just sort of pay no attention to any sort of rooms because it's so much bullshit. And, until I see the picture of the player holding the scarf or the shirt, I'm not. I'm, I don't pay any interest. So do you not do, buy any of the Tony Cascarino on Talk Sport, Bobby? From oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I, I, he, I mean, he, Cascarino clearly had a good one on New Year's Eve and, and was still uh, <laughs> was, was still was still pretty merry when he came out with that that was, that was such an odd one of, of all the players like, that Villa don't actually need yeah, it's, no, it's no. another number nine who doesn't like playing up front <laughs> I mean, I, you would love like, just like the least like thing happening mean, like Liverpool have lost two of their forwards and they're going to sell the other one like, that's, <laughs> that'd be right one um, goodness, I, I mean, goodness me! Gerard's going to attack Liverpool for anybody. They need, they need to go and take, try and get Simicat. I don't think they would get him either, but they, they need a left back badly. Um, yeah, I think if if not this window, certainly the summer. I'll, I mean, I, I I like I like Target. I think he's a good solid full back, but for the way the way that Gerard wants to play, he's just he's he's just not that player for that role. Matty Cash has been a one man team. Oh, Cash has been there. I, I love my Cash. The he's Polish Cafu. He's doing his best. Um, but anyway, moving on. I've, yeah. Tyron Mings did the play, so I've not got much to say in my life. I can't just slag him off. I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> on our, um, my replacement from the last podcast, favourite team, uh, or non-favourite team, however you, however you look at it. Everton 2 and then Brighton 3, Dave. Um, that's a hell of a game. Yeah, Brighton can't score, and, and, and then they play Everton, and then they can't score. Um, I mean, let's be honest, all is not well in Everton camp, <laughs> like, to say the least. Like, they've got, I mean, like, Rafa had his work cut out, to say the least, with, you know, no transfer budget and, and a squad that's just insane. Let's be it's just full of crap. <laughs> um, and then, Obviously injuries and whatever else, and you've got he's fallen out with Luca Dini by all yep. accounts. So played Seamus Coleman at left back, I think, which obviously didn't help. Um, and funnily enough, they didn't win. However, he did manage to get a point with pretty much the under nines, which was quite an impressive result. Um, but that was months ago now. It feels. Um, I don't know why he's still there. To be honest, like the fans don't want him there. The players, most of them don't want him there, except Solomon Rondon, who's probably begging him to stay. Um, 
the, the board can't be delighted with 19 points in 18 games. I know Cavill is back now, but yeah, still. <laughs> to concede three to Brighton, who, you know, we know Brighton plays a nice, nice football, but they generally don't score more than one, two if you look. Um, <laughs> but to score three, something's not right there. I actually just wanted to see how many goals tonight had I think it's the first time this season they've scored three. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Their goal difference is zero, so it's supposed to be better than this team. But, um, yeah, it's just... I, McAllister's second goal was, was lovely, though, wasn't it? Yes, no, it was a very well-taken goal. He's quite a player, really. Like He's kind of got on the radar, but... Um, I'm sure he's like an Argentine international. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew he was an international. I just couldn't remember what. What? No, I knew it was like a South American type team. So, yeah, it's um, fairly impressive. But I think, as you said, it's Brighton are one of those teams that just pull out a brand new player every week. He just yeah, well, that's <laughs> always a treat. No huh? Between <laughs> between Brighton and Watford subs bench, that's an education every week for me. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Brighton are, what, ninth now? Um, oh, yeah. Getting some good results recently. I mean, I watched them at Chelsea, um, which must have been the midweek, just gone. Uh, and they should have won, but they, they were really good. Uh, I mean, Chelsea weren't at their best, of course they weren't, but Brighton, you know, pushed them back, pushed them back, and eventually equalised in injury time, uh, but deserved far more, in my opinion, so then I, was, I was pleased with them. Um, we're trying to steal their... Technical director Dan Ashworth, so that's good. So, so, so soon we can we can be Brighton. <laughs> if you could be Brighton, we are goal scorer. If you could go one better and actually sign a forward. No, that's, no. That well. That's that's his blind spot. He just he's very good at buying every other position. But uh, he'll come in and instantly say, "This Callum Wilson, we, we need to ship him off." Ah, <laughs> uh, get get rid of him. But have you have you seen this play from? We'll be like, go on. And then before you know it, we'll be, we'll be like them with you know, the United Nations of, of players you never heard of. <laughs> but they've all got like under-21 caps for whoever they play for. So. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon of Everton? Are they, are, is Rafa going to be gone soon? Or are they going <sighs> to stick with them? <sighs> uh, I really don't know because it, part of you thinks that, I mean, where are they now? The 15th, right? But the money they've spent over the last few years... They should be nowhere near there. So you kind of you look at it like that and think, yeah, he's he's going to struggle to stay much longer. But then it's, it's like I said, the uh, man of the week. Like how how many times do you keep changing the light bulb before you think you know maybe it's it's, it's the fitting that's the problem here. Like it's, it, who if if they sack him, which you know they they may well decide to do the next few weeks. Who who realistic are they are they going to get that? going to do anything else with, with that squad of players. I mean, we've sort of said before, other than, you know, there's, there's one or two, you know, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, Decore, really decent players. But then you, you sort of look at the rest of that squad and think, you know, most managers would struggle to get a tune out of that. Well, that's it. I mean, the last, what, you've got Ancelotti, multiple Champions League winner, current Real Madrid manager, took him to, what, 10th, 9th, whatever it was in the end. You know, it wasn't... Wasn't mm. great. Um, Benitez, obviously, lots of accolades, Champions Leagues, um, La Ligas, whatever else he's won. 
um, 15s. As you say, maybe isn't the managers of the problem, but they they need to pick a lane and stick with it. Yeah. Uh, the right thing to do really is, is give me it time to reshape that squad. Um, yeah, we, I mean, you, you look at the, uh, the signings that they they did make in the summer. Obviously, Townsend and Jamari Gray, the, the type of players you know, they're, they're clearly like Benitez wanted those two players in. They've probably been the best two players this season. So, yeah, you're right. The kind of the logic would suggest you, you've just got to. It's, I think they they basically need to accept that the next twelve to eighteen months isn't really, you know, anything spectacular. But give him if you said right, well, you've got you know bare minimum eighteen months to two years, two seasons to to re completely remould this squad into what you want, and then and then get going because Benitez, we, we all know he's a really good manager, but. You know, as we just said, any any manager going in to that squad that has just been thrown together by about five or six different playing styles, it's it, it's a mess that that is going to need sourcing out, and you need to yeah, like you said, pick a line and stick in it. Go with the manager, and go right. Well, this you're our guy for the next couple of years. Get this squad how you want it. I I stand by that if Newcastle go down this year, Rafa Benitez as a manager of the championship next year. Um. I, I, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, we know that our consortium, have, like Benitez, have been in contact, in contact with them before. If we'd been taken over three months early, I've no doubt be the manager now. Um, I agree. But obviously, the Everton job came along, and it was very, very convenient for where he lives and whatever else. Um, he shouldn't. He probably shouldn't have taken it. Let's be honest, because the, the backlash from the fans was always going to be there. It's not like he needed. Although he did, you know, he did semi well there as well. Obviously, winning the Europa League, did he? He did, yes, sir. yeah. Again, it's a job he shouldn't have. Thinking he was never going to be welcomed. He would have to go undefeated for ten years. <laughs> and like both fan bases, you've probably got two of the fan bases at the time who hated our fan base um, and our team. It was never going to work because, especially when Rafa is still such a beloved Liverpool thing, and he still speaks so highly about the club. Hmm. Yeah, he was on a high nothing, I think. Um, he probably regrets it, to be honest. It, what I will say is we were always a lot stronger in the second half of the season. Um, by the time, you know, players started to really buy into his methods and whatever else. But the difference is this time, he, he hasn't been able to pick a, a system or a, a team for any great length of time because they've just been that laden with injuries and COVID and whatever else. So, I mean, it probably will take a bit longer, but... Um, they shouldn't be 15th, even with the players they've got. I know they've got problems, but they're not they're not the fifth worst team in the league. I wouldn't have said. Um, I don't know. They aren't like they they really aren't far off it. And it sounds like I'm just picking them because it's Everton, and it's really easy to do. But they they are actually atrocious. Like well, oh no, I mean the performances are, but I mean the squad shouldn't be that low down. I know I say they've got they've got problems and they've got a, a bloated squad, but that set of players isn't 15th. I don't think. Oh, sorry, I did, I did mute for a second. Um, I, I, it's a struggle to see that they're much higher than fifth worst. Um, I think they're definitely in and around there, squad-wise, player for player. Bar, I, I think it was, was it Simon that said it earlier, Bar, obviously, your Bruce Allison's, your Calvert-Lewin. And, 
without sounding this this makes me sound like I'm just picking on him because it's Everton, but was last season Calvert Lewin kinda of came on his own. That, it's been it's been like an eighteen month thing. Like it's, I'm sure like since the um the season where before the doors shut, uh, before lockdown, he was really good before there was no crowds. He was terrible again. And then you got really good again. Right. And then got injured. <laughs> I, I felt like he just came from nowhere again. Like I haven't been like this just just a player and then all of a sudden he became good. Um but yeah, so maybe maybe I think I'll be a bit more credit than than I am, but yeah, it's um do you know what I, I hope for misery on them every week. Um more and more. <laughs> as much as Rafa, I love Rafa. I, I, I just yeah, I can care less. Hopefully they get hammered every week and they fall into that relegation trap. Um and yeah, Brighton are still I'm still on the Great Important train. Um I, I really hope the best for them, as best as they can do. Um but we'll move on to the bosses team. Um a team who I really thought were going to struggle. Um, especially with the relegation like tightening up, but they've picked up a couple of results over the Christmas period, um, and this one's massive, especially given obviously the opponents. But a three-one win at Burnley, Dave. Yeah, well, I know we were touching this a little bit earlier, but um, I, I think Ross put it in our WhatsApp group. It's, it's nice when football beats anti-football, which is pretty much you know you look at the web, they also approaches games, the way Dice approaches games, and they are polar opposites, really. Um, so, so, so yeah, Leeds were thoroughly deserved of the win. <coughs> I thought Burnley looked a shambles defensively, um, which is not like them, but it's kind of been the way they've been this season for whatever reason. Um, Tarkovsky's got six months left in his contract. Um, he, I wouldn't say he's down tools, but he's he's not playing like a man with a clear mind. Um, I think Pope's got the the COVID at the minute, which Wayne Hennessy's such a step down from him. Um, I mean, you know, Pope's very good anyway, don't get us wrong, but I, I don't rate Wayne Hennessy in the slightest. Um, so he um, doesn't help matters, but probably won't be a long-term problem. Um, and yeah, I just... Burnley always find a way to get out of this. Um, like I think the game in hand is against Watford, which will obviously help when it happens, but um, the next two are Leicester and Arsenal, and they've got Man United, they've got Liverpool, um, they've got Brighton away, you know, Palace away. That is a pretty bad run of games. Which I can't see them winning too many of on current form. Uh, despite Corny being inexplicably great. <laughs> How he ended up there, I just don't know. <laughs> it is astounding. He wants. He must go to his agent every day and say, "Really, this, this was the best you could do." Yeah, it's scary. Um, it's, I still think that facts has went wrong somewhere. He's, he's <laughs> he was to go to another club and it's been intercepted. Um, I'm sure Sean Dyche was told he was getting a different type of player as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, do you know what, though? In all seriousness, I, I almost feel like Sean Dyche has kind of given up at one <laughs> because... Uh, like, uh, like we know your thoughts on Burnley in general, Dave. Obviously, and and it's probably quite common amongst like most football fans. But like the job Sean Dyche has done with that squad is just ridiculous. And how, as, as, as I suppose you would know more than anybody about an owner not backing a decent manager. Um, but the the treatment that Dyche has had from the Burnley Burnley owners and 
Like the type of squads that he's been left with for the past two seasons has been like abysmal. And I, I just think it's just he's, he's worn out. He's just done. He, he can't take that team anymore. And obviously Tarkovsky's at the end of his deal. But at one point, if you think of the goalkeepers they had at one stage, and now they're down to Pope and then down to um, what's his name? Oh, Hennessy. Uh, Hennessy. Sorry, yeah. Like they had, they had time, uh, Tim, Tom Heaton and Pope like battling out for number one. Don't you forget, don't you forget Joe Hart as well. <laughs> well, I've, I've watched him perform regularly up in Scotland. Um, he's not worth mentioning. He's on with Hennessy. But yeah, it's just as you say, like one when you're not defending tight and you're Dan James is scoring headers against you, you know <laughs> things you know things aren't going well. Yeah, it's just, that's going to take some explaining. But as I say, they always seem to find a way to get out of it, um, which is bad news for me if that is the case. But I don't think they've ever been in this bad. I mean, we even even we beat them so. <coughs> I was, I was going to say, this is the sort of first season where you're at this stage and I, I kind of, I, I do really worry for them this season. Just one win, it's like, it's not good. I mean, I know they've got a couple of games in hands, but when you've only, when you've only won once this season, those games in hands, I don't think actually really help that much. You'd rather those points on the board than the games in hand. So it's, yeah, it's weird. It's really sort of odd what what's, what's happens because, as you say, you sort of always think that, that they'll get out with it. But sort of touching on the point you were uh, making there, Ali, about the lack of investment, I just think that it gets a stage where certainly the, where the Premier League is, the clubs have sort of operated in the last few years in terms of how much money teams are spending now. If you're if you're standing still, you're going backwards in in that league. You you have to spend a decent whack every summer just to sort of stay at the level you're at, really. And there's only so long you can keep operating on such a a, a shoestring budget in comparison to the other teams around you in in that league. And it's it's going to catch up with you in the end. And part of me wonders if if this is the season that that that's Finally, gonna gonna happen to Burnley. A hundred percent, and I mean, I'll come on to that more. And at the opposite end of the table as well, when I talk about ourselves next, because it it regardless, it's the same. Obviously, on different levels, but it's the same. You you need to be you need to constantly be in the, in this league. You need to be reinvested because if, if you're staying still and still, it will catch up you. I think Stoke. We're always that team who always believed, you know, they would they would never go down. Mm. And then their problem is they try, try to invest the wrong way rather than the way they had been doing. Um, but yeah, it just catches up. You just can't. Do it. It's the most ruthless league in the world. There's so much money involved in it that even that like you wouldn't be surprised. I think actually I've seen it today. Not the amount of money Norwich have spent. In the last, well, three seasons, it'll be technically free when they come up to the Premier League. Like, the money they've spent ridiculous. And still can't stay up. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, invested <laughs> wrong. Like, at least they're spending it. Yeah. That's yeah, sad. I just think this, this could be 
could be the year that they they just catch up with Burnley, I think. And Leeds, I kind of, I was with you that I did, when it wasn't so long ago, I was sort of looking at them thinking, do you know what, I think they're in a bit of trouble here. Because I, I don't think they have got a particularly great squad of players. They've got a couple of really, really good players, but the rest I think is quite average. But that win yesterday, it's a massive win. So it opened, you know, that, what's that now, an eight-point gap between them and the bottom three. And, you know, as we said, with the uh, the six points between Watford and, and Leeds, that seems quite big. Eight points now to the bottom three when those three teams only got four wins between them all season. That's 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 a hell of a gap. That. So I think they'll uh, I think they'll be more than fine now. Yeah, Leeds are another team who are, who are saved by their manager being so good because their squad is is atrocious. Um, you know, bar bar a couple of players. Um, like the Rafinhas and such, obviously they've missed, uh, what's his name, the striker? Bamford. Ah, Bamford, that's it, yeah. They, they obviously missed him for that long period of time and I think he, is he, I assume he's remained fit. No, he's uh, still out. Has he, 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 he's got back, didn't he? He injured himself celebrating the equaliser when he came back from injury. Oh, Jesus. I wish, oh, I, was, well. I, wish, I wish that was a lie as well, but it's not. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they've missed him for pretty much the season. I I do feel if Bielsa was in charge of any other team other than Leeds, they, that whatever team. So even if you look at the teams around the bottom, like the, the Newcastle's, the Watfords, Leeds would be a worse off state than all the other teams. They, I I believe Leeds would be rock bottom of the table with less points than Norwich if Bielsa wasn't a manager. Um, he just got them managed to get the. Uh, the, the very best of a very very bad bunch. Yeah, I think I said this to Carl the other week. Where if um, you know, it's not there's not going to be clubs lined up to take like Stuart Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know, they, they work very very well in the in the system Leeds player, but you know, I, I don't think they'll be getting other Premier League. Do I think, you think you look at that squad? You say Rafinha, Phillips. I'd say they're probably the only two that. You know, teams at the towards the top end of the table would look at maybe uh, a Brighton might look at a Bamford and think he could be a striker that might get a few goals for them. But the rest, I don't think there's many many. I don't think there's many teams in the Premier League that would look at many of the other players to come in and start for them. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let's not like, like we're not exactly slagging off Leeds here, but there's nothing wrong with having systemic players like oh, yeah. for five years now. You know. We do have a standby. We don't have like Klopp as our manager for the last five years. We probably struggle with the squad that we have to be like competing for titles and maybe even struggling for top four because we've got players who fit Klopp system just very well, who've been very well trained. Again, I, I look at. I know it sounds like I'm slagging them off because everybody hates me for hating on Henderson, but Henderson's a bang average player, but he fits very well. I wouldn't even say very well, but you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> it's got a built into that system. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and like, let's be honest, like, again, we'll be still just moving on to the Liverpool game, but again, James Milner's still competing at the top of the Premier League at 55 year old or whatever he is. <laughs> Who's all that coming? Like, I mean, you say competing, he completed 13 passes yesterday in 70 minutes. Hell, yeah, well, so well, he, so he, he was, he was there. 
<laughs> because I want to mention both these players um, so much. So, yeah, the last game of the day yesterday was Chelsea 2, Liverpool 2. And we'll start off, Dave, by saying, I think, was it yourself that tweeted that this should have been a much better game? Before kickoff, you said. Then no. What? I, the only thing I tweeted yesterday was that uh, um, Man City win when they don't even play. Ah, uh, somebody, somebody in our WhatsApp group tweeted. Must have been that, some other some other clever enthusiastic yeah. person. But not it was, yeah, it was basically saying that like obviously you've got two of the best teams in England playing against each other, and it was ruined by injuries and COVID. And it's something <laughs> one of the better encounters that the two teams have played. It was a hell of a fun game to watch. Uh, it was. I mean, I thought I thought Chelsea was shambolic for forty minutes, um, yeah. and then somehow. It ended up being two two, and then from there it was it was anybody's game. But um, yeah, good fun. Um, it's kind of a lot of games have been good fun recently. I don't know if you want to dissect this minute by minute, but what are your thoughts on the Mane red card or not red card? Uh, Definitely. I thought he was a lucky boy. De- definite red card. I, I, I don't know how he's got away with it. Like in this day, yeah. like. <laughs> I think purely because it was 10 seconds into the game, which shouldn't make a difference, but I honestly think that's the reason that he's got away with that. If that's, I think if that's 10 minutes later, 5, 10 minutes later, I think he, he, he would see a for it. Well, I mean, obviously there's no way of proving that, but. From a, from a neutral's point of view, I mean, a red card after, after 10 seconds would have killed the, killed the fun of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, but, what I didn't understand about that was Gary Neville kept going on about how there was like no, no aggressiveness, was it? What more aggression did you want? Like, literally, he, he pointed his elbow out and threw it at the, at the oh, I mean, in my opinion, all the Premier League players are in a WhatsApp group and they all drew numbers. And it's like, whoever gets this number <laughs> gets to land one on Aspilicueta and you won't get your card. <laughs> and the rest were like, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to let this one slide because what? it's him. So, and I think luckily, <laughs> luckily Mane's number came up and it was just a <laughs> day. What, what, what made it? Even more strange was that, yeah, there, there was seemingly like no real check or anything about that. So, yeah, he should slide his elbow into it, but, but that's all right. Yeah, they had to look at the Mason Mount <laughs> incident, if you can even uh, call it an incident. So you're like, yeah. fuck's sake, what, what's going on here? Well, the, the, the check for Marnes was like, was that number 28 for Chelsea? Yes. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> good, good lad, mark that one down and move on. But no, I mean the, the the Mount one was hilarious. Where like, and they're going to show it. They're going to show it. He's going to kick him in the face. And it's like, what? <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he, just, he just barely did anything at all. <laughs> what a waste of time. What about the uh, the defending for the Manny goal? Oh, that was well, outstanding from Trevor Trevor Shalabar. Um To be fair, he's been actually quite good since. Uh, since he got into the team, and he, you know, they didn't pay five hundred million thousand pounds for him. He just came through their youth team, so yeah. um, we, we let him off with a rare error. But he also pulled a hamstring, so it was a rough day for him. It was, it was. Um, another, another wonderful goal for Mo Salah, who single-handedly tries to carry the team. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, the the, the pass, was superb. The run. The touch, the, the, the way he made it. I mean, Alonso isn't the best defender in the world anyway, but I mean, he really made it look like he wasn't there. And then even the finish, like, he's, I mean, I, we've, I, God, we've probably said it countless times on this podcast uh, this season, especially, but 
he he he's just the best player in, in the world right now, and has been for for a decent decent while now. I, I, I had to laugh that he um, he had the nerve to have a penalty saved against Leicester, and I saw at least five tweets from Liverpool fans saying he'd been crap for a while now, and um, it, was, it was about time that he uh, got either shipped out or rested. And I was like, Jesus. Oh well, from our group wow. said that he always gets nervous when Salah takes a penalty. He's got eleven penalties in a row. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's got that. Like, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't really play as a penalty. He just hits it as hard as he can. Um, and yeah. no, I think most of the time it works. Julian Dick never got any any problem for this. So I mean, um, I mean, Simon, you mentioned like Salah being the best player in the world, but Garth Crooks doesn't even have the best team in the season. Ah, oh, that that Garth Crooks team was honestly. Oh, that man, I hope someone has, has gone round to, to check that he's okay over this Christmas period. Because when I saw that team, I, I mean, well, the the was funny, but it was when he wrote that um, Trent at right centre back rather than <laughs> a right wing back, and then said he's good enough to play for Real Madrid. Real Madrid should be like, yeah, yes, Liverpool are better than Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Is he ever on telly now, old Garth? Or is he just consigned to the website? I'm not, I'm, I'm not even sure he's alive anymore. I think <laughs> he's <laughs> quite literally a, a ghostwriter. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I've never even seen him anymore. It's just we see his team of the week and then the, the team of the season so far every week. And I, I don't think he's ever got like a player right. Um, let alone, let alone the eleven. Um, he's uh, well, he, he's the world's strangest man, isn't he? Like it's it's just he's just a, a very very odd fellow. I would say. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> good. Um, uh, what else in this game? Oh, Kovacic's goal was lovely. That was oh. bad. Was it bad? Was it? That was super so bad. Fuck you now. Um, I see Liverpool fans like. Literally looking for offsides in this, like before uh, we all that kind of thing. Just ridic- appreciate it all. It's just, just, just lovely. Um, I tell you what, I bet Manuel Lanzini was pissed off because he was probably already pol- already polishing that goal of the month trophy, and now he's had, <laughs> had, had, had it taken off immediately. Um, it, was, it was a lovely strike. The other one was. Um, oh, it wasn't a bad finish actually. I thought. To be fair. Yeah, it was not bad, but fantastic. Milner and Henderson were, were awful, but Van Dijk's defending was so bad. So many of your sort of like big game players didn't show up yesterday. Um, I mean, Kande oh, was outstanding. Fabinho wasn't. Um, Van Dijk wasn't. Um, Salah was. Salah was. Is, I refuse but... to praise Kante anymore because I'm sure he only plays two games a season. I'm sure <laughs> up against Liverpool, plays the two games. He's injured for the rest because he bosses it against us every game. He's just. Well, he's no. quite a good. He's quite a good player, you know. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> you know, but it's, it must be quite easy when you only have to be fit for two games a season. You don't have to worry. Oh. What, what happened to the county that used to play every week and like run about? Oh, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's probably eventually taking its toll on being in three places at once. But yeah, that's what's wrong with Fabinho. Like people are giving like because he was terrible yesterday, but he was also in a midfield on his own. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't understand, like, the, the selection yesterday, were, I mean, I know obviously had injury problems and stuff, but um, I was amazed Cater didn't play. Yep. 
Um, as you said, Milner, he can do a job against some of the poorer teams in the league, as I said, but at his age, I wouldn't have him starting and sent him in against Kante. Like, it's not fair, is it? It's like having, you know, it's like having, your, fa- like having your five-year-old run against your granddad. Like, he's not going <laughs> to... Yeah, be I, if I was navigator, the, like now that I, I'm away to the AFCON, I'd have been in touch with my agent saying, make sure I do not return to this club. Like, <laughs> I don't care who I'm going to, it doesn't matter. I just didn't want to come back because it's just not fair. Like, the games he gets to play in is he gets to play with 15 year old midfielders. He never gets to play with actual midfielders either. That's <laughs> why he does the boss games for 90 minutes. Um, it's just the, the the treatment he gets um, is it's borderline racist bullying. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just abysmal. Um, and as you say, there's a lot of Henderson and Milner still get picked. In 2032, they two will still be playing. <laughs> Henderson <laughs> will be shouting and pointing like a good captain. So my question to you. Alistair, is what's going to happen for the next few weeks whilst Salah and Manu are away? Who's going to play? What's the plan? Is the plan COVID outbreak? And get a few <laughs> yeah, I reckon we should definitely do a leech and uh, get as many COVID cases made up as we can. Jürgen uh, Klopp's just going to go around the training ground kissing everyone as well. Kissing everybody. I've heard he's licked every spoon in the canteen. Just <laughs> That that would be my plan if it was me. I would be getting <laughs> not game until the start of February. You don't um, fancy the front three of uh, Jota, Firmino, Minamino, Chukarigi in there. Do you know what? I was all for that until you mentioned the Riki thing. <laughs> Where is he anyway? Like I thought, like Dead he's this big game player, but there's not enough get big games for him to play on or something. Is that not him? Is that you know he must have COVID as well because he done was in the squad, was he? No, he wasn't. No, he must he's been missing. But he turned up. He turned up and scored a win against Wolves. Like no one had seen him for three months before that, and now no one's going to see him for three months after that. Like, <laughs> to be fair, it's more than three months. We've not seen him for for years. Um, we're still trying to work yeah. it out yet. We keep seeing this name appearing in some big games and their goals, but we're not quite sure. Um, do you know what? We're we're a team who's won the league in recent years. We've won the Champions League. We've got to, you know, we've got to semi-finals. We've not spent much money. You think we'd have a lot of money? to spend in January but um, yeah, it turns out we're still, we're still not buying anybody um, and we'll go into next season with the same team that started the Champions 2017 so <laughs> it's um, I know you always think it's like hey and thingy but the, the amount of money we've spent to the amount of money that's come in and the squad that we've got the fact that we're still playing with the same squad <laughs> from four seasons ago and then people like people like Jamie Carragher, the absolute retard he is, um, question why Jurgen Klopp's only won one league title and one Champions League. Let's not get ourselves. Klopp's no angel in this because he he lies to the fans and says like he's happy with his squad he's got, where he's realistically he can say, well, hold on here, wait a minute, I deserve better. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just so it's so frustrating. It's so infuriating. Don't get me wrong, we've got. A hell of a squad of you. Actually, I, I, actually, no, I take it back. We don't have a hell of a squad. Again, I stand by, if we don't have Jürgen Klopp as our manager and we have... No, no Pep. Pep's a bit different. But if we take any of the other, like Conte at Spurs, I'd say Man United, but let's not kid ourselves that they're top managers. But even, like, even the, the Arteta's... Uh, we, we, 
we struggle to finish top four with, it, with, it, with our team um, because we can't get it together every week, like fitness-wise. So you're having to piece... We've we, no other managers getting Jordan Henderson to play to the level Klopp. And I, and I think Henderson's been terrible. But how we've got away with what we've got away with, with Divock where <laughs> Milner losing a whole defence for a year and still managing to get the top four last season. It's just scary. It concerns me where we'll be in two years' time when when Klopp's away. I think uh, forwards-wise, you, you know, you've got some depth in there. Defence, you've got four good centre backs and two decent left backs, two very good left backs, and obviously Trent. You're just lagging midfielder, really. Midfield, um, yeah. yeah. And that's I'll, been for four years now as well. Like we wait, I, I was never like a huge Genie fan. I, I could, I, I could understand what he did, but he, his best attribute was he was always available. You know, he's <laughs> never. Um, oh, he's, he, what you say about Salah as well, like. Salah's not missed a game in four seasons. Or he's missed three games in five seasons. That's you can't well you obviously you can, but you can't you can't coach that that's such a massive attribute to have. And we don't we just we didn't so we let him go on a free because we didn't want to pay his wage, which is fine, but you need to be investing in someone else then if that's the case. You know, somebody younger or yeah, and Wayne Alden can't get a game for PSG now, so he probably questions why he went. Well, he was out of contract, I know, but I'll be surprised if he's still at PSG by the end of January. Yeah. Because he's too good to be sat on the bench doing nothing. Mm. In, in, a, in, a, in a World Cup year as well. Is that a type of player that you can see yourselves going for, Dave? Like, bringing him back? Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to him. Obviously, he's, he's mm. very, very, very good. Um, as I said to you before, like the, the role he played for us originally was very, very different. The role he played for you, um, yeah, he was the one was as a forward, didn't you? We are. Oh, he played. As, he was our top scorer. Um, he got some yeah. like thirteen goals in midfield. Uh, he played all across the sort of the three attacker mid positions. I think he plays a false nine in some away games as well. Uh, whereas for you, he would have been a lot well, deeper. Um, sorry, said again, Ali. You kind of cut out a little bit. That's where he played for Holland as well. Yes, oh, I mean for Holland he played a totally different role. Thought he played for you, so um, I'd love him as an option certainly. Um, I mean, the, I don't know if you watched any of us recently, but we've—I couldn't tell you what system we play now. With. I mean, it's been very good to watch actually. Um, you know, we, we've got—we start to press teams high up the field. We haven't done that for years. It's fantastic! <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> And Joe Linton's the new Vieira these days, so I mean... Ever, well, yeah, well, I, I heard about just playing the other week, and he was like a midfield maestro, what's this oh, all? Well, he's just being coached by a decent manager, rather than getting the getting the bacon butties in, like his old, his old gaffer would do, so... Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, I'm not saying why I wouldn't get in the team, of course he would, he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he'd, he'd be an asset, um, but... It's not our most pressing position. We we need if we're going to buy a midfielder, we need a, a powerhouse like a, a holding midfielder who can uh, actually sit and protect our defence because we don't have any protection there whatsoever. Um, but oh, if, if it was an option, I'd definitely take him. But uh, we we've got more pressing matters. I feel. He just seems the type, as you say, not getting a game at PSG. PSG looking to get a bit of money. 
Um, maybe him looking to get back to the Premier League. Just oh, seems he, he will cool. end up on loan somewhere. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you where, but somewhere. Somewhere I'll take him. Um, I don't know where, though, but as I say, he's too good to be sat on the bench. I think in a World Cup year as well, players will be playing. Um, yes. I know it's a bit funny this year because the World Cup's in November, so he really won't be playing <laughs> in the months leading up to that. What, but, what uh, January almost for that, isn't it? To give you the, the bed and in period and hopefully then get back to your own club either in the summer or move permanently. Well, yeah, that's it. It's... Uh, it's 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 a tricky one. I mean, I mean, our podcast next year are going to be insane. It's going to be like, oh, the season's going so well, and then all of a sudden we're not going to we're going to be we're going to be out of action for a month, <laughs> and, and then we're going to return on Boxing Day with everyone hungover in every sense. Um, no one's going to have a clue what's going on. Players are going to be out. Players are going to be injured. Players are going to probably have COVID. Players are going to have heat stroke. Um, I don't know. That's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, before we before we. Um well on the World Cup and depressing anymore just when you said that's a lot of fun we did move the podcast tonight for Man United <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we better finish talking about that um, I didn't watch any I'm not going to lie but Man United nil which is always a great scoreline uh, will <laughs> won um, again I'm sure we spoke about it the last time we're on Wolves are quietly going about their business and I feel like I can't remember any of their games and I'm sure I'll not remember this one in a couple of weeks either <laughs> I mean, they they fully deserve to win tonight. I mean, I, I sort of I watched the first half and was half watching the seconds. Wolves Wolves were the better team for me from, from pretty much start to finish, and it wasn't the most exciting game. Which, to be fair, when two of the most boring teams in the league are playing each other, that's that's going to happen. I think the biggest thing is that Phil Jones. I I forgotten he even existed. And he started the game tonight. And when Phil Jones is getting a start and Donny van der Beek still can't get on the pitch, <laughs> it's, uh, it's something very strange going on there. <laughs> I think Wolves were, were brilliant, really. I mean, they had uh, something like 15 shots in the first half at Old Trafford. Like, it's just unheard of. Um Again, the problem is though that they just can't score. Um, Jimenez, don't like to say it, but he looks a shadow of what he was. And I know there's obviously good reasons for that, but he um, doesn't look that sharp in front of goal. I might, might just, you know, take a bit more match practice to get back in, but he, he, he doesn't look like he's going to get you 15 or 20 goals a season anymore, like he certainly did beforehand. So that's one to keep an eye on. But uh, the holes the, the were excellent. They were like a. They were like a European team in the way they approach things. Like you know, they're just very good at shifting the ball through through like the the lines, really. Um, mm. And if you, if you watch nothing else this week, watch Bruno Large's um, interview after the match, where in three minutes he just totally takes down Man United's tactics and how they uh, how how they how they how they played around them. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, you're excellent. You and your fleece. He looks like an electrician. He's always <laughs> he's always wearing that fleece. But uh, he. He, um, he he talks a good game, and uh, Wolves have scored 14 goals and got 28 points. How was that for you? Lovely goal for Moutinho, that wasn't it? Like, I mean, to be fair, when when the centre back 
his head cushioning a head or two on the edge of the box. It that does help, but it's a <laughs> lovely, lovely touch and finish. I actually thought Phil Jones was excellent for the most part, even though he'd been out for like two years. Like he he, he cleared a lot better than I thought he would, and that's like like by Phil Jones standards. I stand um, by Phil Jones should be signed. Like anybody's got a decent defensive coach in their setup. Phil Jones is still a decent asset for somebody. Hmm. Well, <laughs> we'll see. If his if his legs can just stay on, yeah. you know, Burnley would love him. <laughs> he would yeah. do a great job in there. Um, but the problem is his legs don't stay on, um, or his arms, or his body. He's like a, you remember the crash dummies from the night, like the, the, <laughs> the early nineties, where like he hits a, hit the wall and like all the arms and legs fall off. It's a bit like that a lot of the time. It, it's it's. It's almost like if you keep on insisting on trying to tackle people with your head rather than your mm. feet, you, you're going to do some damage to yourself. You know what, like Paul Maldini said, uh, if I have to make a slide tackle, I've already made a mistake. Phil Jones doesn't abide by that. If he's not, <laughs> if he's, if he's not on the floor, he has, he's made a mistake. Well, he can't fault his commitment. I mean, I thought he was going to be like... England captain in years to come, years ago, you know, when he first broke in the Man United team, obviously, paid, they paid big money from, from Blackburn. He was yeah. a, like, a marauding right back for a few seasons. Um, and then he met Chris Small and it went downhill from there, really. Fergie and Chris Small were ruined. Because, as you say, the, the, the future was bright for him. Fergie decided to play him in 15 different positions in a space of two months. And then, as you say, yeah, Chris Small was there. And he kind of just wore off on them. I mean, if there's any bigger indication of like the sort of the decline that Manu had been through, is that they what start probably started the uh, 2009, 2010. You had Vidic and Ferdinand as your centre backs. A couple of years later, it's Chris Morning and Phil Jones. That's uh, sort of Did, sums it up, doesn't it? Didn't, didn't they finish Fergie's last game in charge? And uh, it was like these two are the future. I, I mean, I mean, and they'd just drawn five five with West Brom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd hit the red wine hard by then. No, he certainly had, not Craigie yeah. Moses, that was uh, quite the statement, wasn't it? But, uh, it's uh, it's fun to to see Manu, even with the change of manager, still struggling because there's I mean, just no I, set I, identity there. I think it actually looked worse. Like, just say. <laughs> like, I was, like, I watched them the other week against us in 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 person, and uh, like even the warm up was shit. Like, <laughs> like I, I was, I got in the ground really early because I wanted to avoid like big crowds and stuff. So I was just sat there watching the warm up down in front of us. And like at one point, the keepers were trying to warm up. Um, like they do this thing where like, they have a few shots and the keepers swap over. And Fernandez passed the ball across them, and like they all left it to each other, and it went it went right through the middle. <laughs> This turn and like, that's like right, that's a good start. They start taking free kicks and like Ronaldo was getting G when he missed, and then he scored one and like celebrated in front of the crowd. And I'm like, <laughs> you shouldn't be getting wound up by this like at your age, like you're a grown man with kids, uh, like just you know take take on the chin. Uh, and then uh, they were doing like you know those drills where like the, the, all the attacking players are in a square and the, the defenders are trying to get the ball back off them. Yeah. And and it normally lasts maybe thirty to forty seconds before the defenders get the ball off them. And the swap over, like it lasted like three seconds, and then they have to swap. They just kept, just kept going on and on and on. The ball like going out the square straight away and stuff. I'm like, 
Lee Gramps just walking around carrying cones and bills. I'm like, this is your problem. That's where the problem lies. <laughs> it's just one of the strangest wars I've ever seen. So no wonder the crap. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm Ronaldo. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm really surprised to, to see the last few games him not being like a real team player and throwing, <laughs> he fits all over the shop and storming off the pitch, oh. you know, barely applauding the crowd. And, Never, never have seen that coming with signing him. That they disrupt the uh, the harmony that I, I being just, built up. I just think he was so bad against us, and then he played against Burnley, and he scored a tap in where like McTominay hit the bar, and <laughs> like Ronaldo stuck out a foot, and he celebrated like he'd won the, like he won the World Cup. Like it was just like oh. I, I, I was embarrassed for him. I was like, you must be joking to be excited by that. Um, he came out that he came out that game with a goal and assist. His assist was a miscontrol, which McTominay put in for him. And then uh, he scored that little tap in. And I was like, "You're an absolute, you're just just a clever man." And then he, <laughs> he just played so like not involved in the play at all today. And then he he flounces off at full time. See you later. Do you see his was it uh, his New Year's Instagram post? <laughs> well, t- twenty twenty one's been a rough year, but uh, <laughs> but for. It, Despite my 47 goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, guy, he's just, don't get me wrong, one of the best players who have ever played the game. <laughs> a phenomenal goal scorer, but a great day twat. That's a human being. I hope he didn't actually tweet that. That was just one of his many, many employees, because that's yeah, ridiculous. Well, surely there's nobody that I know he's... Oh, come on. If there's one person that is that self-centred and that vain and arrogant, it's him. Read the room. I mean, it's like, well, I know many of you lost jobs and family this year, but uh, hopefully, hopefully my 47 yeah. goal will give you some sort of solace. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I, I, I had to get you a row, so. <laughs> <laughs> but the, thing uh, is, the problem is, he's like that, because there is Man United fans who have worshipped him like that. Ah, fuck, I lost my job, but it's fine, we signed Ronaldo. Ah, oh. uh, they're insane. I mean, they keep going, like, Man United fans keep going, but all oh, the cool. It's the culture the culture is the same as it's always been they've always been a whingy bunch of twats who surround the referee and don't get the decisions the only difference is it used to work and now it doesn't people yeah. were scared of Roy people were scared of Roy Kane and people really aren't that scared of Bruno Fernandes yeah. like it's just that's where we're at like I say like, I haven't seen them in the flesh the other night can you either you explain to me why Ronaldo decided to do the triple H high knee on uh, poor old Ryan Fraser for absolutely no reason no. <laughs> no. No explanation. Like, like the ball, the ball wasn't even in the air. Like, what was he doing? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Bruno Fernandez there. He obviously had the, uh, yeah, the the free kick right at the end of the game tonight. To be honest, the, the last, was basically since Ronaldo's come, I can barely remember him being on the pitch. Like, oh, we said, we, it was so it was also in the Euros as well, like. The, the, Bruno Fernandes was nothing of a player for Portugal compared to what he was for last season's Man U where he pretty much carried them for several months yeah. um, but the way they play like the way Ronaldo has to play doesn't fit Bruno's Bruno at all um, this is the thing it's like I mean obviously we kind of the, the obvious point to pick up on is the uh, you know that his stats in terms of goals were padded by penalties which I, you know that is definitely true but he was still, at least for the last 18 months, you know, before the start of this season, he created a lot of opportunities, like, for other players. Whether they took them or not is a different thing, but he was a real creative hub for them. But 
it's just completely gone from his game and you know, but as as long as Ronaldo's scoring, that's all that seems to matter, isn't it? Yeah, well, like I said before, you know, why did they spend all that time like trying to trying to track Sancho, like pretty much har- like harassed him for two years, and they got him. They're like, well, I'm afraid Greenwood plays in your position, so uh, <laughs> and, and Rashford's on the other side. So, how do you like the bench? There's <laughs> <laughs> just no thought. Yeah, seem to go in any of these things they do. Like Van der Beek's the best, as you say. Like he must have played. He must have started less than fifteen games. God, it's that. I don't think he started the league game this season. But like when he when he comes on, he looks quite bright. Like, <laughs> like, like he scored his debut in Solskjaer. I was like, and like so what? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good luck. Yeah, that's that's, that's all when a good on even. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather play Fred and McDominay in there, to be honest. <laughs> ah, it's insane. Like, someone made a point as well, saw this earlier, like, McTominay doesn't get in Scotland's midfield. He has to play in defence, because McGinn and uh, Gilmore and someone else plays in midfield for Scotland. And they play for, like, Villa Norwich, and I can't remember who the other club was. So why why is he, like, the first name on the team sheet? <laughs> And today, like, <laughs> Paul Ince today was like, McTominay should be captain. And I was like, of what? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's funny, point, isn't it? It's been good to be back. <laughs> you've, uh, you've definitely made this um, isolation that much, much brighter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pleased we could help. Um... <laughs> It's just a shame that we, well, Simon, you get to go through Man United next weekend in the cup. So yeah, and, and then even better, I'll get to, uh, to get to see Villa play them at Villa Park in in the league the following week. So we've got we've got them back to back, which is going to be great because obviously with us beating them earlier on this year, that means we're not allowed to beat them. I think for another ten years. So ah, <laughs> forward to them two games. And the thing is, you'll be well up for it. Gerard hates them. He's bound yeah. to. He's bound to have some some hatred in there, isn't he? Um, I mean, there's never been a better time to play them. I mean, Wolves have just absolutely dominated them for 90 minutes. That's if you lose to them twice, Simon, you're banned for the podcast for a month. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's all I can That covers the other <laughs> four rounds, which we won't be in, and the international breaks. So I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Simon, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, so yes, on Twitter at Sire Regan and for Villa fans, the Holtcast podcast and the website seventy five hundred to Holtz dot com. Excellent. And Dave for yourself. Uh you can find me on Twitter at CM nine seven nine eight. Um and also if you can be bothered on YouTube I'll start to review old video games which I'm enjoying and there'll be more of them, but I don't have a, a proper you are a proper channel for that yet, so just find us on YouTube somehow. It'll turn up. Yeah, I can't recommend them enough. I watched the one that you put out just the other day, Dave. Three Lions. Three Lions, Games I totally forgot even existed. Um, but yeah, no, check them out. You can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Uh, Chris and the gang will be back on Thursday with extra time because they've been the consistent lot over the period. But we can promise you we are now back and we will be back more regular again after illnesses and all the COVID games being off. There was just no point us coming on to cover one or two games. So hopefully we get a bit more consistency as things go on. Um, 
depending on how the FA Cup goes next weekend, as as I say that, um, we we may be back. Um, but with it being such a large spread of games, there's not really big games to talk about. Uh, maybe the the week after, but we'll we will see how they go, and we will keep you informed on social media. Um, but gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you. Cheers, Adam. Get well soon. And always remember, keep your man in the post. <laughs>